Hey, how you guys doing? This is the producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to the Marvel Hacks Season 3, Episode 5, uh, where we walk you through uh, some of the modern comics uh, for Marvel and DC for a little bit. But yeah, we're just going to talk a little bit of comics here tonight uh, with my two favorite Marvel Hacks on the line tonight. It's Marvel Hack number one. It's the Sandman. Sandman, say what's happening. Well, Kanichiwa people, how you doing? It's Marvel Hacks time again. That's right. That's right, yeah, we're doing much better than Stan Lee's handlers. Also on the other line tonight, it's, um, <laughs> oops, on the other line tonight, it's, it's the hack number two, it's Brother Beavis. Hello, everybody. Hey, man, we're getting a late start tonight, uh, just because, uh, we tried to see if Hutch could get on, but he's still reading Dazzler and Rom crossover, um, in the multiverse, so, yeah, he's not gonna make it as far as we know, but, uh, it is what it is. But yeah, we got a, a few books tonight, uh, four books on the schedule tonight. Uh, we got Plastic Man for that's day one, uh, and then two Marvel refresh books, uh, Doctor Strange 1 and Thor number one, and then we're going to dive into X-Men Red, a book that we've been ducking um, hard, <laughs> really, for uh, since we reviewed the first issue, and which we weren't really fans of. So many people have been like, oh man, that book is so good, it's the best X-Men book that's out there right now. I don't know if that's like being the tallest midget, but um, we're going to review it tonight. And as I said before we started recording uh, with the fellas, that I'm going to begrudgingly give that book its props. I can kind of see why people are, you know, like it or whatever. But anywho. All right. So before we get to that, it's all the blurred notes. Hold on. Let me hit my music. Blurred so Blurred Notes, notes is Blurred our uh, weekly walkthrough of some notes. of the comic book movie Blurred and notes. comic book Blurred news uh, of the Blurred week. Uh, I'll take the topic with the letters uh, of the word Blurred and kind of spell it out and give it to the fellas and see what we uh, what we feel about those particular topics. Uh, first one up, the B. B is for Black Label. DC came out with their imprint here for a Batman book from before. And this black label book, they said it's going to be their mature line. Uh, a lot of comic book companies have gone through this process about these mature books. And basically, I think it was the Dark Knight or uh, there was some version of this Batman book that that's really going to be the lead off book. And the primary story from that is like, oh, hey, man, you know, we're going to be able to see uh, naked Harley Quinn's and it on, on top of the language that's going to be into the book. So to the table. Are we okay with a mature line of comics? And then two, do we really need to see like the Joker's dick? <laughs> Brother Beavis. <laughs> so is this whole thing orange rock or, or what? <laughs> um, uh, 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 uh. You know, I can make the case that there's plenty of room for a mature comic line, but I think the problem of having a censored and uncensored version of different characters is probably not the best idea. For one, with Batman and Joker, I think it's harder to tell a story if you don't like go extreme. Like if it, you know, if you tell a story within the bounds of kind of what the normal comic book morals is, uh, and make it edgy, I think that's that's actually harder than if you incorporate any sort of explicit language or scenes. As far as Harley Quinn, I just think that's a terrible idea because, I mean, as much as in the cinematic universe and some of the animated properties they've tried to you know present different images images and make her a star is just sort of degrading to go that route and i don't know how like the two versions of that character or the multiple versions of that character exist for multiple reasons i think it's a mistake i think it's it's a cop-out in a way 
um, and, and particularly for, you know, to take your probably one of your edgiest titles and make it slightly more edgy, I just, I don't see the need for that. Yeah. It seems a little bit gratuitous for one, uh, and two, I'm not really sure who was asking for it, and three, um, if you're going to just tell stories that are not tied into the continuity whatsoever, then why don't you just tell it with some characters that, you know, some new characters, right. you know, that you could create and do that. And I mean, nobody, nobody, as far as I know, is asking to see um, the Joker's dick or nobody's asking to see, you know, Harley and the Joker fuck in a book. If you want to do that, just go to Pornhub. You can find that if you really needed to. So, you know, Sandman, you're more of our DC person here. Is that, again, mature books, yes, but does it have to always go that route? Well, I'm not that much of a DC person if this is what they're going to be doing. I, um, <laughs> no, then nobody asked for this, and the answer is no, I do not want to see the Joker's bleached white dick uh, any shape, form, length, with, with or any other hairs. grotesque. Yeah, yeah, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for that visual image. I can't get that out now. Um, <laughs> And the dick hole oh, smiled up. Dick hole all pointed. <laughs> oh, smiled up. Lord. Oh, uh, no. The answer is no. I mean, I don't have any problem with the graphic, uh, a graphic book, if that's what they really want to do. I mean, if they can do it well, more power to them. But no, nobody asked for this in the first place, and they, they, it's always seems like Harley Quinn and the Joker are always at the center of these things for some reason. Too all these different versions and stuff that nobody ever asked for yeah. you know it seems like when they tried to start their cinematic universe with the not so successful DCEU they just infinitely just duplicated the uh, these characters and just want to redo all these different iterations of them and I think it's unnecessary mm -hmm. so no nah, I'm, I'm good yeah. I don't need that I mean the Marvel analogy would be the alias book right that was sort of yeah, uh, you know, mm -hmm. but I think there again, you took a. I think they tied it back into continuity, like previous. Obviously, she's part of the universe now, but they, you know, they made a new character and they told stories and it, it crossed over, and and that would be fine. But I think, right. I think you're sort of tampering with the product, and I think it's it's weak to take like the shortest possible step into this to go with like what's already pushing up to the line and just edge it over a little bit further. I mean, yeah, and I mean, you know, let's see, like a Superman, ahead. you know, let, take a character that you wouldn't expect and make it. If you're gonna mm -hmm. make an explosive book, do it in a way that's not expected, and then it's worth doing. Yeah, uh, doing it with Harley is gratuitous, like I said before, uh, and also, you know, appealing to the shortest common denominator. But also, um, you're taking a character that y'all are using on, um, like the the little superhero girl yeah. show. You're using yeah. it in other areas, and then you're taking it someplace that it doesn't need to get taken to. And they had this problem and, with Starfire you know, you, too. Yeah, yeah, not, that's right. And, yeah. and she was, you know, she was problematic to begin with, but they started sort of reining that in and telling stories, and there had she had a lot of fans, and then she became like a brainless slut again. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a slippery slope, but also it becomes something too like you know you're going to tell these stories they won't have any effect on continuity you're just doing it because you can and that's usually not a good story to tell all right mm -hmm. uh so yeah i'm a little down on the black label part all right letter l uh l is for light skin storm uh alexandra ship <laughs> came out as the i guess the first uh pictures or whatever as cinema europe i guess that's maybe some version of a uh, maybe a 
a, I don't know, Comic-Con, but a movie-con or whatever over somewhere in Europe where images from movies and maybe trailers or whatever are coming out. I guess they saw some of Aquaman and then they saw some of the Dark Phoenix movie as well. Some people were saying, oh, the first images were really cool, but I don't believe them. Freaking Europeans. Can't trust him. So, <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, but over there, light-skinned uh, Alexander Ship said, yeah, you know, it's time for a Storm solo movie. And we're like, um, you know, black Twitter is like, yeah, okay, just not with you. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> is there is there a Storm movie to be told, Brother Beavis? Hmm. And it certainly won't be Alexandra Ship, but you know, is there a Storm movie to be told? And I'm not sure who we can even go into who could be the actress. Yeah. Um, so I've only developed a sort of a modern appreciation of the character because uh, I had a deep seated hatred because she. Uh, because because uh, Cyclops had a job, the Intercontinental title to her before he went off to X Factor. <laughs> um, Noted. So, I mean, if I go by the example of the the cartoon, the answer is no, because the Storm episodes were by far the worst. Um, because the whole Shadow King in Africa with Mijnari was bad. Uh, everything else seems to Mishnari. be about claustrophobia. I don't know. She's a great mm. character, but I, I think really the problem with a lot of the X-Men is they're great because of their role on the team and how they interact. And so I don't exactly. know what a, I don't know what a solo X-Men movie is. Mm. Uh, uh, Sandman, a Storm yeah. solo movie. Uh, you know, on the surface, it sounds like a really good idea because I think we all love Storm. But just like you said, we love Storm when she's with the X-Men. Uh, all her stories are with the team. I mean, I remember, I can't remember exactly what book it was. I know she's had solo books before, but nothing memorable ever came out of those, you know. I don't care about her and Forge together. I don't want to see that. Or um, mm. maybe, I, maybe I could buy something like when she was growing up, like you said, with the, with the Shadow King. Or how she, um, I believe she was actually originally in America with her parents and then they died or, or was it in Africa, I can't remember. And then she was orphaned. Uh, maybe some of that could be interesting, but I don't know what story they could tell that would really be interesting. And I, I don't know. The Yukio stuff too, in Japan where she yeah. drops the leather look. But again, how, yeah. do you, how do you drop her into that without other stuff That's, going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah it would yeah. be all... It'd I be mean, all it, It'd be really complicated to do. You'd have to set up a lot of story and stuff to do that. And I don't think they want to go that far with the character. Now, uh, they, I mean, they, they could they, make the Storm as a pimp movie and have her stringing along <laughs> Doctor Doom and Loki and, and Dracula <laughs> oh, and everybody else who's trying to push up on her and get Claremont on. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that, uh, that would be like a very weird version of Twilight. Um, I, I, I'm thinking I, like Jackie think Brown is, Storm. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I hear you. Yeah. You you must come back to um, Liberia and be my monarch, bitch. You need to get out of my yeah. bed. Get the fuck out of here, Doom. Yeah. <laughs> you broke ass. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm I'm wondering if there's a storm movie version to be made, um, that you do an origin story that you just play with it, uh, somewhat without the Shadow King, mm-hmm. um. I'm not sure where, you know, it has to start in Africa, but 
it it may be, you know, with just her being a mutant, being a pickpocket and those types of things and being worshipped as a goddess as a young kid. Like, I think, and, you know, and then Xavier pulling her out somehow, but not pulling her into the, I, I just, I don't know. All I know is Alexandra Ship ain't going to be Storm. Like, that's no, all I know. No, no she yeah, need that, not apply. That, don't nobody yeah. want to see her as Storm. I'm yes. sorry. I know no, she's trying to get nobody, some work, but no, no, I don't want to see that. I'm yeah, right. yeah. Nobody, nobody was impressed with her character performance in X Men Apocalypse. Yep. So nobody certainly is one to go see a whole ass movie with her in it. That's just not going to work. So, like I, I, I hear what y'all are saying, and and I, I do feel that it could be a little bit problematic as well with the character. But I, I think there's probably a movie in there somewhere, but um, it just won't be with her. Has there been a, a comic book movie that's not based on like a that's not has some semblance of a comic book story? Uh, like a reproduction of something that actually ran in comics. Like outside. I mean, bits and pieces. Well, but even bits and pieces. Even like Last Stand. Like I mean, that was the Cure and 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 the Dark Phoenix. I mean, but it's, yeah. Is there been a completely original story? And and I think that's the question. Are we going to get to a point where you can just take the characters and come up with a new story for a movie? without being constrained to bastardizing the continuity right. and is that something mm-hmm. worth making so you know? like making movies like on the last few seasons of game of thrones you know loosely right. based on shit that happened before right right, right. right. um i don't think they're there i i, I think maybe no. in the future they're there but i think right now they have to have some version of a hook into those comic books to tell pieces of those stories and i don't even think it's just for fanboys i just think it's for uh, for lack of a better term for grounding the story and something that people know about yeah um, yeah yeah because you, yeah, you start making that up you, you start to get into woman. very weird territory well, yeah you, know, you get into cat woman and even green lantern for that sake yeah you know, you, know, you get into there's, there's a fine line to doing that because uh we all poised infinity war and uh it's a great movie but they took a lot of liberties in Infinity War. That there, yeah, there are things in the books they did hit. But I mean, they were kind of free willing that for a long time. And you know, if you're uh, good with the script and good with the storytelling, you can still do that and make uh, the uh, audience appreciate it. Still, so it's a fine line. It can be done, but you got to be careful. Yeah. Well, and you know, we're gonna get a little bit of test of that here coming up with Venom in October or whenever that comes out. You know, that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I guess that'll be that the ultimate too. test. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. I mean. That's the yeah. That you just kind of. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're spinning yarn there. Good luck yeah, with that. Um, so, yeah. all right. Okay. Uh, e y'all in blurred is equal. Uh, equal for uh, the Disney conquest of the fox characters and universe and properties or whatever has getting a little bit of a blowback from comcast who was thinking about um who made a cash offer to disney for 65 billion dollars to obtain some of the rights although um they don't necessarily want the rights to the characters the comic book characters they want the uh, the rights to sky which i think allows them to show like soccer european soccer or something to that effect they don't really care about that uh disney trying to you know increase their conglomerate of whatever that they have nobody's really sure how this is going to work out but it doesn't really matter if as long as no only if it matters if disney gets the marvel characters like i mean it doesn't really matter if they split up this so the simpsons are going to wind up on freaking you know 
not at the Disney park, but wind up on some Comcast crap. Doesn't really matter at all, brother. Beaver. Well, I was chuckling because I was thinking this is like uh, buying Sky is like passing on Michael Jordan to pick Sam Bowie or whoever they. You know, as as much as uh, you know, we we have some contributors to the website who are not the big Disney fans. I mean, uh, it, we just saw the the biggest comic book movie ever, and it was the greatest thing uh, I've seen in a long time. So, bring it on! And if we, if this takes us closer to to a Secret Wars, a legit Secret Wars movie, uh, <laughs> yeah. yes, mm. yes, yes, it needs to happen. Um, and they, I saw I'm like saying, it's like they like we yeah we're paying straight cash and they were like yeah but then we have to pay all the taxes on it uh, so I think it'll probably work mm-hmm. out I mean I I hope I, I hope I mean it's I think it, there's just too many possibilities to putting all those characters under the same studio um, I think it'd be awesome it would seem Sandman that Disney's not going to make this mistake and allow their characters under somebody else's roof at this point in time knowing all the shenanigans that they had to go through just to get spider-man into a movie and and watching and watching fantastic four and x-men get completely screwed up over the last 20 plus years yeah exactly yeah um this is just the beginning this bid that um comcast made that they've been plotting this for a while now we've been hearing it for weeks so it finally dropped uh, after the AT&T merger was okayed by the government, finally. Uh, that was the Comcast uh, signal to go ahead and start trying to pursue it. But this is just the beginning. Uh, Disney's going to, they've got, I heard today, they've got five days to uh, make a counteroffer. And so you'll see, you'll see within the next few days, uh, they'll make a massive uh, counteroffer again. This is... They're going to go back and forth with this for a little while until somebody they, they reach a point where they can't go any further. I, and this is Disney we're talking about too. Yeah, I know Comcast has a lot yeah. of money too, but uh, they're not going to let this chance slip through their fingers. I mean, with Fox, they want Fox. Yeah, Marvel is, uh, is a big part of it, but it's like number two, three, or four on their list. It's they really want uh, Fox's property so they can do their streaming service thing and uh, have IPs to be able to put on it. And um, yeah, like I said, this is probably not. Uh, this is going to have a chance of ten lifetimes. <laughs> you know, the stuff just does not become available ever, and they're not going to uh, try to let or if they have anything to do with it, let it slip through their fingers. They're going to come back for another yeah. offer. So yeah, yeah, this is just the beginning. You, I mean, nobody has more money than Disney, and like they, it's not like I mean, and as people who have dealt with the Comcast folks before. Uh, y'all don't want Comcast dealing with anything. I mean, they can't do anything. They're awful. Yeah. Yeah, they can't do anything, so they shouldn't be near any of that type of stuff. It's an absolute nightmare for Comcast to be involved in that. Eventually, the the market for comic book movies is going to crash. And so, like, if this merger doesn't Mm -hmm. happen, by the time it does, it may not be... It may not make sense to, to do what they, you know, to accomplish what they could now with all the characters together. So it's, you know, right. if the timing is right. Um, I want to see it. Let's let's make it happen. Rich people, get, yeah. handle your business. <laughs> yeah. Give me my Spider-Man, yeah, X-Men, Fantastic Four. Give me my Secret Wars movie. Yeah, all in one movie, like right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Right>. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, 
R. The R is for reversing field. Uh, the DC folks have, and the cinematic folks have made some changes at the top. Uh, Jeff Johns is out as one of the um, kind of leaders of their D- their cinematic universe. They put in some dude was Hamada something that I think his last name is. Yeah. Uh, he's been brought in to um, kind of steer the universe. And what they've done is they've taken some things off the table and have kind of tried to narrow the focus down. So Disney, or uh, they only have one movie coming out this year, which is Aquaman, which we got some first looks, which we'll talk about here in a second. And then next year they have Shazam and Wonder Woman 2, uh, which will uh, come out next year. But then that's it. So some of the other things, the Deathstroke movie has been like wiped off the slate. I'm not sure who was asking for that anyway. And then it seems like Batfleck is actually over. The Batman era for Ben Affleck is over. Um, he's going to be phased out as they go into a younger version of Batman um, moving forward uh, with, I think it was that Matthew Reeves or whatever is the next version of that movie. So, and then the Flash movie has gone from doing a dark movie like Flashpoint. They've moved it to, it said it's going to be like Back to the Future. Um, I got a story to tell about Back to the Future, by the way. Um, All right, so, (laughs) um, overall, is this a good move to try to maybe focus on some of their lower-tiered characters and then focus, I'm assuming, around Wonder Woman? Or this is just them, you know me trying to swim and if y'all don't know me very well that's not a good thing um so um brother beavis <laughs> uh so this is letter r what's d no just kidding um, <laughs> just kidding these <laughs> um, nice. this is right. <laughs> this is just yeah this is you swimming because it, yeah. it's <laughs> flailing around flailing around and going right to the bottom uh, they need to stop oh, talking shit. about what comes next and just get, you know, or what comes after and just get the next thing right. Yeah. Just, you know, they need to, yeah. they need to shorten their vision, worry about executing what they've got in hand now, uh, stop being so reactionary and just put out something that's quality material and then worry about the next mm-hmm. one. And once you get two in a row, then maybe you can start talking to me about a cinematic universe or what comes next but I do agree that it's less risk for them to blow a Shazam movie or even an Aquaman movie and so I think it is yeah. good for them to sort of put the emphasis there to just try and put out quality movies that maybe don't have the high expectations because any Batman movie is going to have high expectations any Superman movie and every any Justice League movie is going to have expectations and just see how it goes and I think that for everybody who's thinking like Wonder Woman two is a is a sure shot, mm. she yeah. <laughs> that, you know, yeah. This isn't just we need to stay alive until Wonder Woman two hits. I mean, they could screw that up too. Yes. Yeah. Badly. Uh, the the appearance of Steve Trevor in the first uh, photos of that was like, oh, uh, where they really, they really are just going to copy the Captain America yeah. formula. They're it's like, well, well it, Cap was in like Cap 2, so Steve's got to be yeah, a exactly, Wonder Woman yeah. too. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all that's going to, it's going to be Captain America uh, with members only jackets. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, it, honestly, I was saying, man, yeah. I, I don't know that, I don't, honestly, I don't know that this is even a great strategy at all like i really think 
I'm almost to the point where DC might should even pull out of the cinematic stuff because it, it's so jumbled and messed up at this time. Yeah. 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 There was actually uh, I was reading something online and, uh, this week. They actually uh, they proposed that while well, just shut down their, their cinematic universe because they're not good at it, <laughs> and just go back to the single uh, versions again. At least you know with the Superman and Batman and uh, you know, I mm-hmm. guess Wonder Woman also. That's, I mean that's yeah. one way to do it. I mean because that's when they were actually having success when they did that. They started fucking up when they went uh, with the. Um, Cinematic universe trying to copy Marvel, which was the other mistake. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're yep. just kind of treading water right now. It's like these, like they don't really know what to do. It's like, well, we can't really stop, but we don't really know how to go forward. So let's just bring out these low stakes movies with you know Shazam and uh, Aquaman. You know, don't nobody give a fuck about mm-hmm. any one of those characters. So I mean, nope. you know, except for maybe the hardest DC, you know, uh, diehard fans or something like that. You know, yeah, and, and they that could be good for them. You know, it's they're like we said, they're low, low impact uh, heroes that you know, they might be able to pull a uh, a hit out of one or two of them if they're lucky. Uh, James Wan is doing Aquaman, which is he's a good director, and you know, I actually I'm slightly slightly interested, and I mean very slightly, just to see what he might do. You know, um, <laughs> they just need to sell the rights to Disney. And and then, <laughs> and then they can all go in and job. They can all show up on Monday Night Raw and get jobbed out by Stone Cold on the first night. Nice. Be, w, be WCW on Raw uh, and shit. Yeah. Oh man, oh man, that'd be funny. Yeah, but. somebody's somebody's comic books uh, in their attic is like, yeah, man. I just want Disney to buy them so they can do a battle. Uh, shut up. <laughs> You need to shut up. Uh, dark claw. So, um, <laughs> no, dark claw. <laughs> so bad. Oh my god. Terrible. They were all so bad. Terrible. They were all so bad. Yeah. Oh my god. Anywho, yeah. I, I can. There's a few things that I've guaranteed on this podcast. One of them is that we were never going to do Secret Wars too. Uh, the second thing I'm going to guarantee y'all, we ain't never going to do the Amalgam book. So oh hell right? no. I could have told you that. <laughs> oh, terrible. Lord have mercy. Those yeah. are some well, bad there'll be a books. bet. Some- Someday oh it's like, oh, if the if the Cavs beat Golden State, we're gonna do the Amalgam Universe. And then the next episode, I'm <laughs> like, uh, okay, welcome to Marvel Hacks. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're gonna be talking about the Amalgam Universe tonight. Yeah, oh, Dark Claw number one. <laughs> Ugh, Lord, we only got oh, one listen this imagine. week. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> The people hate listening to this show. Uh, All right. But, yeah, real quick. um, Did the first looks for Aquaman come out today? Um, I don't know. Whatever. I don't really care. It's Aquaman. Uh, I I know people seem like they're kind of excited about it because Jason Momoa or whatever. But, you know, I like Jason Momoa, too, or whatever. But, I mean, I like him in very small doses. Uh, I don't know (laughs) if I got an hour and a half or plus of Jason Momoa in me. Um, so whatever, and then we do get the first look at Black Mantis. He said, "I Mass. don't know if I have an hour and a half of Jason Momoa in me." I think you would know in me. <laughs> yeah, thank oh, yeah, you. <laughs> oh boy, hey. Hey, his characters are good at raping. Um, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um, I just I don't know that I I don't know yeah I don't know that I have that movie 
like oh like oh whatever and we saw the black manta character with the mask or whatever like whatever black man it's black still manta. black manta yeah. yes yes or it's just manta i guess probably in this because it's racist uh-huh. but um <laughs> yeah. yeah there's that and then uh the thing i was saying about uh the flash and back to the future i've never seen back to <laughs> I know it if I saw the characters and all that, but if you tell me that I've seen one of those movies all the way through, I will definitely tell you that's a big fat no. So that might be a fresh Flash version for me. Uh, I would be like, hey, cool. Which one's Marty McFly? All right. So yeah, that's terrible that I've never seen that movie. Uh, I've never seen Indiana Jones either, by the way. That's another con- nerd what? confession. Never. The first not one of them. Oh, none my. of them, sir. Wow. And I mean none of them. I know. That's I hard. To I don't do. know why. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, it's been bad. I always say I'm gonna watch it, and then I turn it on. I'm like, this shit looks whack, and I turn it off. So, um, yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. You, if, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with, but I mean, if if you want to know what like how crushing it is to be in inner city you know you go you have to go your whole life without indiana jones and and <laughs> back to the future i mean can't you please help yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. hit up hit up my gofundme i need these dvds we need, we've set a goal of, of 399 for him to Indiana Jones. Yeah, get on the ground floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send you some. I'll send you some stick figure pictures of me. We'll send you reaction videos. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, a rock. Whatever. All right. So (laughs) anyway, all right. The letter D, as we finish up, blurred nose. Uh, the D stands for. Actually, I don't really know. I don't know. I just wanted to get this Captain Marvel story in. Uh, MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe stated out that um Captain Marvel or Miss uh, Captain Marvel, she's going to be the focus of Phase Four along with Black Panther uh, as they move forward and you know to kind of center her as the star of the universe I guess moving forward as all of these actors in the other movies contracts expire and they get old at least in terms of um, Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. so they're going to focus with Brie Larson and essentially T'Challa to move forward. Now I'm hyped about this because again that gets us we're so close to the Ultimates like it's not even funny. Hmm. So I'm sure you know uh, 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 shoot, what's that character's name uh, with the afro uh, uh, golly! In Secret Wars, uh, she was Miss Marvel before. Like, Photon. Oh, uh, Photon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She Photon. was Captain Marvel. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure she's gonna make an appearance in that movie somehow. So that gives us three characters. We're really essentially down to Blue Marvel, um, America, uh, uh, America Ferrera, America <laughs> Chavez. That's pretty much it. Okay, like we're ready. We're ready to go. All right. So I'm good with it. I'm not sure if Captain Marvel is going to be a good movie or not, which will probably determine all that. Uh, Sandman, you said in our text chain that this is a little shaky. Yeah, it's. Um, I don't usually get in all this SJW crap, uh, and you know, with all the Star Wars and stuff that you know, SJW's ruined Star Wars and stuff. And now I have people yeah. online today talking about like, oh god, now they're going to do the same thing to Marvel because you know, Captain America, Captain America, Captain Marvel's obviously woman. And they, everybody's trying to accuse them now of like trying to push uh, uh, an agenda 
uh, Marvel, just like they did mm. Star Wars, so people are out panicking and shit, like well, like they always do on Twitter and uh, on Facebook. So, but I don't, um, I don't, I don't necessarily buy that. You know, I'm gonna, I'm cur- curious what they're gonna do with Captain Mar- uh, Captain Marvel because I really don't, I've never really read any of her comics very much, even when she was Miss Marvel. So I am curious, like how they're powerful they're gonna make her one for one thing, because we keep seeing these reports of she's gonna be the most powerful hero in the MCU and stuff, and and mm-hmm. well, to be go up against Thanos, she's gonna have to be, I guess. But um, mm-hmm. how they're gonna do that, and not only that, but you know, ho- hopefully her personality can take that, you know, because you've got to basically basically be the uh, equivalent of a Tony Stark or a Captain America. You know, Steve Rogers, and I don't know if Brie Larson has that personality to be able to pull that off. Can she act like that? Or, you know, there's a lot riding on this, so that's why I said it was kind of shaky. I hope so, but there's a certain amount of risk involved in this. It's Academy Award winning, uh, I think, Brie Larson. Really? But, um, yeah, I think she won an Oscar, I think, uh, for The Room or something like that a couple years ago. Oh, you know, you're right. Yeah, you're right. right. Yeah. But beyond that, though, Brother Beavis, is it easier to focus on making Captain Marvel the focus of Phase 4 and the movies moving forward or trying to recast Captain America and and Iron Man? I think the the first one. Those are equally difficult. Yeah, because the one thing is, as, as comic book fans, as important as the big three are to us for the Avengers, a lot of people didn't know the big three. Uh, before this. Maybe Captain America, but Iron Man, Thor, they were not like flagship characters for the mainstream uh, movie fan. And so if they give her a significant role in Avengers 4, whatever it's going to be called, and um, which seems to be the case because that was the teaser, and she pulls off the character, Mm -hmm. which I don't know how it's going to go, but we've had all these people who you never knew, you know, not that she's unknown, but how were they gonna? How they're gonna have with the role? So it's entirely possible, and I think it's. I think it's. Right. It's better. It would be better if they're able to pull that off than to try and sell Sebastian Stan as fake Captain America, or yeah. have have somebody else, you know, pick up Mjolnir or try and get mm. Rhodey. You know, so I, I I think it's probably the yeah. easiest way to go. But they've got to hit. Yeah. Her movie's got to succeed. She's got to, and then mm-hmm. Avengers four. They've got to write the character the right way, and then go from there. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. It it seems much better to me that if you move forward with again the Ultimates, which is I, I, it seems so obvious to me that that's what they're moving towards. It seems much easier for them to create the Ultimates and then potentially have. Captain America or Iron Man or Thor spot checking those movies yeah. as opposed to focusing like trying to recast and reboot everything because I mean you 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 already got lucky very lucky once getting all three of those right you're probably not going to get it again right. and uh, you better have some version of a plan that looks good smells good and acts good or you're going to be absolutely stuck um, yep. so yeah I'm I'm excited about it. I'm not a real big fan of the character. Actually, I'm not a real big fan of the modern Captain uh, Marvel character. Uh, she's super powerful, like way maybe too powerful that they made her. 
But, you know, she works well in team situations, and they keep her off Earth a lot, which is great, yeah. you know, because she's, you yeah, know, she's more of a cosmic being, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at this point. So I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. So it'll be interesting, like you said, to see how much they power her down. You know, maybe she powers her way all the way up. You know, look how look at where Thor went from oh, what yeah. we saw in the first Thor to where he is now. I mean yeah. I mean and you know, and I if we were doing the podcast that many years ago, we would probably have been like, Man, Thor, he's a god. Why is he acting like a bitch? You know? <laughs> and now you don't say that about Thor. He, sh- uh, he showed up all. in Wakanda like Nikita Koloff coming down to the cage to get in there with Justin <laughs> <Rose>. <laughs> If you don't know what that oh, was like, goodness. that's on you. You need to go yeah, Google, Google that right now. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or clear the ring when you never seen hillbillies go crazy like when Nikita Koloff came down to the cage. <laughs> yes, nice. I I will attach it on an. <laughs> I will attach that on a uh, on a, a version of this. So wow. Woo. Yeah. Nikita Koloff. I'm actually getting goosebumps with you telling my me this. So I'm just my, I'm like, it. I got wrestling on the mind tonight for some reason. You do have that. But I'm, just, I'm seriously sitting here thinking about, like, that moment. Where, I mean, and we weren't together when we saw this, but we obviously talked about it later. I, I remember sitting in there and turning on that Saturday morning and then Dusty going into the ring and getting beat up and Nikita standing there like, I'm getting oh, goosebumps right oh. now. And yeah, exactly. I know, me too. And he went in there and started whale hailing on folks. And I was Flares. Son of a bitch. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's uh-huh. great. Oh, my gosh. All right. Welcome to the uh, Wrestling Hacks podcast. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> NWA Hacks. All right. So, the yeah, so that concludes. Not the NWA you might have yeah. been expecting. Yeah, not yeah, exactly. Not exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a different dial and channel. All right, so that wraps up blurred notes. Let's get into these damn we, we books. Blaze, hey, we blazed through one. those. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know we were talking about these comic books, but basically we really just want to talk about movies and stuff. All right, uh, that's day one. That's day one. Plastic Man is our book number one here for um, DC as we go through one DC book every single week on the Marvel Hacks. It was between... Plastic Man and Hawkman. Um, I picked Plastic Man because Gail Simone was writing it. I don't really know. I didn't really care for Hawkman anyway as a character. Nobody does. Um, maybe it'll come up in that day one next week. But for right now, like, yeah, it, it's it's um, uh, it's Plastic Man number one. Before you check out Brother Beavis, as you do on the uh, that's day one. Um, how many of y'all watched that ridiculous cartoon on ABC with Plastic Man? Because I think that's where at least a lot of our area's people mm-hmm. might remember Plastic Man as a character. It, you know, because he only spot checked really in Justice League. But remember that terrible character. What was the character's? What was his dog's name with the house on his on the doghouse on his head? Oh, that was uh, uh, Yuck, the ugly dog. Yeah, whoever it was. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, that, that whole yeah. show well, was a damn mess. I mean, good lord, I mean, I yeah. can't even begin. You can't prove I ever saw that. Yeah, that whole cartoon was ridiculous. I'm gonna deny it. You can't prove it. So yeah, this is where we need Hutch. This is actually a Hutch moment where we need his uh, fountain of useless information. We need need the Um, timeline that has Fruity Pebbles and Plastic Man. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Fruity Pebbles moment. Yeah, it is. Uh, so okay, well, but basically this book. Uh, and then, and then <laughs> it used to be just 
Count chocolate in 79 and then come out blueberry in 81. And Laugh Olympics went off in 92. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Stop it. Oh, it said Laugh Olympics. We're done. Okay, I'm going to cut your mic. <laughs> so, um... Uh, all right. So, Plastic Man number one. Uh, well, these by days, Dale big guy's just gonna punch me in the face. Like, hey, I heard those. He podcasts. is exactly. Wow. That's exactly what's gonna happen. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna <laughs> waylace to you. Um, so I don't really know that much about the Plastic Man character outside of that. And they're starting a retelling of a story here. Sandman, I think you said you got a chance to read this book. Yeah. It's basically a retelling of a story of something that happened when we weren't reviewing or reading this book. Mm-hmm. Is that the character was killed. Like the uh, his What's his name? Eel O'Brien Eel is O'Brien. the man that plays, yeah. Pla- yeah, that plays Plastic Man. And somehow he was killed. And now he was somehow brought back to life. And now he is trying to find out how he was killed or why he was killed right. and so he was working with some gangsters once he came back to life uh, they put the wally, molly wop on him essentially yeah. and like beat him <laughs> with baseball bats but you get a chance to see him pop his body back into shape and really he's just kind of telling this story of trying to figure out who killed him and you get all the plastic man types of things with the jokes and all the stretching and weirdness that goes along with that but basically, it's kind of telling almost like an origin story yeah. about how he was a, a, a criminal and a, a creep, really, before he turned into a good character. Go ahead, Sammy. Yeah, yeah. Just like you said, this is just basically his origin story for those who don't know, which is probably 90% of the, the people reading this thing. Because, like you said, none of us knew what the, who where the hell he came from or who he was. Or Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know he was a criminal before this. Yeah, he was like a small-time yeah. criminal. Uh, just living at a base above a stripper's uh, club and shit. And <laughs> mm-hmm. and on this small-time heist, he gets there's a guard that shows up, and there's a shootout, and there uh, I guess there's a gas, or was it some kind of chemical that he gets doused in? He, the, the guard shoots yeah. out the, the, the uh, case that it was in, and it douses him, and that's how he basically gets his powers. And they, mm-hmm. the, yeah, his boys basically betray him and throw him out the car after that, uh, leaving him for dead. And that's uh, that he's basically a, not a, not on the rampage to go and uh, find out, but uh, and his goofy ass way, he just kind of uh, uh, takes it upon himself to go and find them and figure out what happened. Because yeah, yeah, he's I, mean, it's, yeah. It, he's a goofy, I think in Young Justice. I think he's one of the people that gets added to the Justice League in the end of the first season, and I think they talk about like how Batman kind of vouches for him, and they touch upon like his past. And I think in Justice League or Justice League Unlimited, it might be in the Booster Gold one. They do a bit with like him and the Elongated Man, where they kind of they deal with him. Mm. A bit. Uh, oh wow, the Elongated yeah. Man! Forgot about because they have yeah. two stretchy people in the DC universe. Yes, they do. Mm. Yeah, and it's really, like I said, I mean, it's not like a terrible book or anything like that. Uh, you know, fine. I mean, Gail yeah. Simone. Yeah, yeah, she can write the heck out of a book, especially she can take obscure characters. Maybe she's the one that was writing Domino as well. Like, she can take these obscure characters and tell these stories. Now, DC is smart enough to let you know that this is a one issue one of six. This is not something that's going to need to be told over a, a many, many months, and it's a perfect kind of story for that. 
uh, you know, telling, you know, a kind of gangster stories and he's not going to be fighting any, you know, world beings like Darkseid or anything like that. That's perfect. And I, and again, I think DC now does a much better job of working with these characters than they used to do in the past because these kind of characters were written off as a joke before. And he, yes, he is a joke character for sure, like Booster Gold. But when you tell stories like this that are small and tight and focused on their character, they actually work. And this book actually does work for the first issue. Like, I, you know, I don't give a dang about Plastic Man, but I'll finish this story because it seems interesting enough. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm way thumbs up on it, actually. I, I, thought, I thought it was fine. Again, I don't know anything about Plastic Man, so I wasn't, you know, tied to canon or anything like that. So I went in fresh and I thought it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I like or Sandman. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it too, for the most part. Just because I was curious about who he was and what his origin was. Like, yeah, we never knew what, how he got his powers or where he came from or whatever. Um, I think the, the historic side note here. I think this is one of those characters DC picked up on the side back in the '40s or whatever. Just like um, Shazam uh, or Cap- then mm-hmm. Captain Marvel uh, used yeah. to be a Fawcett Comics uh, company, and then they it's like, hey, he's too much like Superman. We're gonna sue you, and then they basically just bought the character eventually and kind of the same thing happened here uh so yeah, yeah he's one of, I'm, an obscure character he's always been kind of hanging around in the background you can see him on even on the 70s the justice league cartoon i think he was on a couple episodes and i was like who the hell is that you know it was that kind of character right. so but i mean it was Super entertaining it was is that important. what you're talking about who that the seventy, the seventy by the seventies, Justice League. Yeah, you know, Super Friends. Super Friends yeah, yeah, right. yeah. The Super Friends. Yeah, I, I swear he was on at least one show. Where we, uh, just came out out of nowhere. Like, who the hell is this? So yeah. Well, he yeah. probably was because there was no way that he got his own show on ABC oh, hell no. from yeah, not coming exactly. from someplace else. So yeah, I mean, exactly. he probably made at least a couple of parents. I mean. Yeah, it's just a weird character. It was, I mean, and he, his character for sure was probably set up in the '80s. But like, we could sell a bunch of toys mm-hmm. that aren't Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Like, we don't want to. You know, Stretch Armstrong is played out. Get you this Plastic Man or whatever. Let's yeah. make a stupid cartoon about it. And, um, and so, and I don't remember it being on for long. I just mostly I remember the dog with the freaking uh, oh, the doghouse yeah. on it for a face. <laughs> That's basically the most thing that I remember about it, which is terrible. Um, so, I'll tell you everything. Yeah. But yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, good job, DC. I think as we've moved our focus away from DC books to um, like maybe some of the smaller characters, like we probably will do Hawkman next week and not do uh, like a Justice League book or whatever. I think we might be more successful in terms of finding books that work for us. Yeah. Uh, I think as soon as we get into some of those other DC books that are more globally and worldly. Uh, I, I think that's where we'll start to be like, man, this is some I mean, bullshit. This goes back Especially to the Batman. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, because you it does. Have, exactly it does. We've said it on here a bunch of times, like, all you have to do is put a good creative <coughs> team on it. And, and when yeah, you right. do that with a, with something you're not expecting, it goes really well. And I would like, mm. I would point to, like, the relaunch of X-Factor when Happy took over. It was like, that was a, not a great team. But it had, and it, it mm. actually didn't have good art either. But had Peter David and he wrote good yeah. stories and it was worth reading. Yeah. And, you know, just just tell a good story and the rest comes together. Tell a good story. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. So yeah, DC. I think that's two weeks in a row that you're going thumbs up, man. We're gonna be the DC hacks here momentarily. But uh, yeah, good job. You sold out. All right. You sold um, out. You sold out. Yeah, you we did out. sell out. Uh, also, we did. Reference. All right. Also. <laughs> 
let's let's get to book number two tonight. It's Doctor Strange number one. Again, this is a, a refresh book. <laughs> yeah. uh, Brother Beavis is going to take the lead on this. Uh, now, let, but before you get into that, too, let me also say that my Doctor Strange knowledge is as deep as my knowledge of. Um, Indiana Jones and Back to the Future. Mm. So I went in without a lot of canon, uh, which is a good thing for me in some certain these things because as a, as a whole, the character does nothing for me at all. I just recently saw the movie like out of a non, um, there, uh, you know, one of those types of versions of it. I really just saw it because it was on Netflix, and actually I enjoyed that movie a lot more than I thought I would. Um, and then he's great in Infinity War, like absolutely great. Yes, he is. So. I was kind of interested in reading this book, but I have no real prior knowledge of the character. So I'll be interested to see what y'all do because y'all know more about it. So Brother right. Beavis has got the lead on Doctor Strange number one by Mark Wade and Jesus Saez. All right. So one of the things you've heard me complain about on countless occasions is when we talk about superheroes without superpowers. And so the one thing I've never wondered <laughs> in my entire life is what Doctor Strange's story would be like if Doctor Strange didn't do magic. <laughs> so, what do you think this is about? Okay, so we have a, a flashback where we show Doctor Strange in all his glory, reveling in the use of magic, fighting interdimensional trippy stuff, which is where the history is. Like, uh, I think all the creators were on all the drugs back in the day when they wrote the story. Oh, oh, yeah. But now his powers are burning out, all his trinkets are breaking, he goes to see Iron Man, which, you know, is a they explicitly show Iron Man drinking club soda. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't see, like, Tony Stark, I mean, uh, Robert Downey and Benjamin Cumberbatch so much in the art, so that was good. But yeah, Tony tells him, you just gotta go figure this out. So he puts him in mm-hmm. a plane, he crashes, and it's basically like World War Doctor Strange instead of World War Hulk. And so, just like Hulk lost his Hulk power, yeah. Doctor mm, Strange lost his magic powers. And I'm like, okay, well, your ass ain't a surgeon either, and you ain't got any magic, so fuck. <laughs> so I, I don't, I didn't like it because it violated one of my cardinal rules. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, when I read it, I was just like, "Oh boy, yeah, he's gonna get all mad about like, this one." What if we because, took away Captain America's uh, you took the- What if we took away <laughs> Thor's hammer? What if we took away Iron Man's armor, motherfucker? That they call his ass oh, Iron boy. Man for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I I understand exactly what you're saying. And, you know, and this idea that he's gone on this, you know what it is, this personal journey that takes mm. 25 pages is the part that bothered me. If you tell this story yeah, over right. a couple of issues, you know, where he's, you know, he's yeah, maybe starting to yeah. see his powers wane a little bit here and there. And you tell that story over time, then it makes sense. But you're telling me that he went from the most powerful person on, you know, on in the the Sorcerer Supreme realm or whatever to like page 32 he'll have no powers and he's about to get beat up you know by some lost in space aliens yeah that's it's a little bit much it's a stretch I guess it's a stretch but I mean I don't think I hated it I, I, I like the idea of this you know between him and Tony or whatever you know if I was reading it and I was like if they're about to tell us this junk though about uh, oh, Tony yeah. Stark is now Doctor Strange, as we found out in Iron Man oh, 600. God. I was just like, I, I will now, throw this they, computer out the window the, at that uh, point. Tony because, just like, shot him off the planet, 
so he could take all his magic powers and be Dr. Stark in the future, maybe there's a story there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> no, that's not where yeah, they went. That's not where they went. No, it, that's definitely. I think that would be a good place for you. I'll take care of your magic stuff. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah it's excess as, as I kept reading the book, I was just mm-hmm. like, um, is that Littlefinger? Um, <laughs> <laughs> very much looks like Littlefinger. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, I mean. I, I said I didn't hate it. I, I I understand why you. I definitely understand why you'd be like, oh, I get it. Like this is the you problem or whatever. But uh, I didn't really hate it. I, I can no longer feel the hate inside you. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna get throw y'all into a, a, a the uh, the background or whatever behind the scenes of what happens with Brothers Comics here. Um, uh, a text chain thing went out the other day. We're, you know, we're always concerned about not concerned. We always like how many people listen to the podcast. We get reviews from people from time to time. We post them among ourselves, and you know, you know, Yay, circle jerk ourselves. Like, like, hey, us. people listen to our stuff, and you know, it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, people really like us, and so. You know, Brother Beavis was like, hey, did you get the, any numbers this week? And I was like, oh, we were here. And I'm like, oh, you know, we didn't. And, and my initial thing was, it was like, because we were a little bit under from where we were, but not not significantly or anything like that. And I was like, you know, I think we were too happy last week. Like, we liked everything, essentially. And I was like, I don't think people listen to, you know, Brother Beavis, I don't think they listen to us for this. Bam. Like, they listen to us for the snark, essentially. And I was like, you might not be wrong. Um, so, yep. you know, it's, it, it is kind of weird, but no, no, I'm not trying to be that dude. Mm-hmm. You know me. I hate everything. I do. Uh, and that'll come up here in a little bit, but like, I, I, I definitely want to get to the point too, you know, where we're taking this time and spending this time and reading yeah. the book. I kind of want to read stuff that's decent too, because every time I yeah. grab a book and spend 20 minutes reading it and it sucks, I'm like, well, that's why Big Hutch never wants to come on because he's like, like I'm going to jerk that off, shit. you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and 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 you know what? That is a behind the scenes yeah. thing too, because he said that he's like, I'm not reading that. But then he's, he's like, that he's just let me know when you guys That's, that's, a, that's, that's a real life story. I mean, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that right. that Rom and Dad's the crossover. When that happens, you know, hook a brother up. So, but right. but yeah, I didn't hate it. Sandman, you read it. Your thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. You know what I. Again, like we've we've discussed this before, like yeah, the 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 depowering uh, wave that they keep doing with all these heroes, that shit's got to stop. But I'll be damned if I still didn't it didn't hook me to make like intrigue me <laughs> to see like well what could be happening to him. You know, I kind of got into the mm-hmm. story at least. I thought the the whole thing of him getting in a spaceship with Stark made and flying to another planet and crash landing on it. I thought yeah. that was kind of fucking stupid honestly but yeah i I, initially i kind of like the idea of like okay well you're the social supreme in this universe so why don't you try to go to another one and see if uh they can give you a jump start or something like basically some whatever he said something like that and i was like "Eh, yeah it's not i mean it's a comic book it's it's gonna be crazy so you know i'm somewhat intrigued to see where it goes somewhat but yeah it was okay the the villains that accost him essentially mm. is the dude from Lilo and Stitch. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I mean, 
Now, again, I've only seen minute, bits and pieces of Lilo and Stitch as well. I'm just I'm saying I've basically seen nothing. Basically, all I have yeah, done is watch Star Wars over go over fun. the past four days. That's basically right. what I've done. Yeah, exactly, exactly. If y'all see that at Walmart in the $5 bin, hook a brother up. I'll send you my address. DM me. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's big. I, I, I'm, I'm. I'm actually I'm gonna go thumbs up with this, not thumbs in the middle. I again I'm not married to the character, so it helped that I didn't know anything about it. I was perfectly fine with this story overall. So and your thumbs down, saying our oh, brother Beavis. So okay, I got you. All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on to book number three for the night. It's the Mighty Thor. Uh, now, uh, we are fortunate enough to have the Sandman on this podcast. He is a Thor aficionado. Once again, this is a book that I did not read as a kid or as a child. Uh, and I'm I'm not ashamed to say that most of my Thor knowledge comes from cartoons, um, not comics. Uh, and um, so I'm perfectly fine with that. I did read this book as well. Uh, a little the background history of this is Jane Foster is no longer Thor, and we talked about Thor when we were in when we did the Avengers restart. Um, but this is his solo book, and basically it's Thor finding his way. But it does have an absolute freaking throw your computer out the window ending. So go ahead and take the lead, Sandman. All right. So Thor is back as the god of thunder at, le- at least uh, the name anyway he still doesn't have Mjolnir he has basically substitute hammers being made to him by the dwarves of Nidavalir I can say yeah. that shit three times fast um, the ones from the movie yeah they, well I don't know if it's Stormbreaker <laughs> or not but whatever He um, he's back on earth he's um, trying to get this trinket uh, what happened in um when the uh, the female Thor uh, sacrificed Mjolnir, Asgard exploded because of Mangog, the the hate that walks. Don't even ask me. Mm-hmm. He, he, uh, um, yeah, it was he attacked Asgard, and as a result, uh, the gods couldn't stop him. He's so powerful; not even Odin or Thor could stop him. And uh, Jane Foster, Thor, basically sacrificed herself to um, and Mjolnir to stop him. And uh, so Asgard. Mm-hmm. Asgardia, excuse me, it's not Asgard, it's Asgardia. It's like their second version of Asgard. It was destroyed, and so all of Odin's treasures got scattered across the Earth and the galaxy. So he's trying on a quest to one by one recover them. So he's in um, Thailand on Earth uh, to get, uh, I don't know what the hell it is, the uh, uh, yeah, yeah, he winds yeah, up yeah. in the, 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 yeah, the Temple of Cytrax. Yeah, the artifact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's he's uh, goes to the Thai, the uh, Thailand temple of Saitarak. Saitarak is, I guess he's he's a god slash demon, and he is the uh, basically the power source behind. Who do we find? But the Juggernaut, who Thor runs into, of course, and it, and his minions. <laughs> yeah, and who quickly puts a whooping on Thor? Because remember, he doesn't have Mjolnir. He's got. Yarn, yarn, yarn is an axe, yeah. which is basically just yeah. an axe, basically, and you know, and so, needless to say, Juggernaut beats the living shit out of him with that, with ease for a couple minutes until Thor. I don't know how he does this. He contacts the the dwarves that are making his substitute hammers, and they basically send all of them 
well, the first one he, he uses shatters against Juggernaut. So he's like, hey, that shit broke. Send me some more hammers. And so they, they literally send like 15 hammers down. And it's weird. I don't know what he does. I guess I guess um, you have to be a Thunder God to basically try to uh, hold one. And they basically mm-hmm. electrocute Juggernaut and all of his middle minions. And um, um, he basically wins the fight. He knocks... The tooth out of the Juggernaut's mouth knocks him the F out, basically. And, uh, I think that was, I think that was mainly what, how he ended that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Trying to recap. That was, yeah, I mean, that was, uh, I guess a B plot of the story. The A plot yeah. being that, though he, as he's making his way back to, Asgard or whatever is left yeah, of it, yeah. you know, and, and he's made his, he's made his point, yes, hey now, yeah, yeah, he's right. made his point of being, you know, uh, whoever he is and whatever peace that he's going to need to make with his father as well as his brother, um, mm-hmm. he, as he's making his way through uh, Midgard, through all of these things that he has to deal with, dealing with Jane Foster, dealing with his dad, dealing with uh, eventually Loki as well. Like he's just kind of going through um, the process of coming back to being the God of Thunder and people interpreting him as such. And that is kind of your A plot. Uh, There's all this, there's all these other characters that are around that you kind of recognize, but the art in this book is really weird. Yeah, Um, I didn't like like, it. I, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, it's like I don't know how to describe it. It's crude. It, it, it's almost crude. Know. It's yeah. like rough, yeah. almost chalk drawing. It's, it's it's weird. I don't know. Yeah, how it's, it's, yeah, that's right. a yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And so he's really just trying to collect all of these artifacts, like Sandman said, and you know it leads into he's fighting Namor in one thing. Mm-hmm. You know he fought Juggernaut in the other. I mean. And then again, there's all these other mythological mythological characters. You know, there's a dog, there's a goat. Uh, the people that it sounds like these are characters that have been long established. But essentially, it leads to him fighting with Loki. Loki had um, he had betrayed him in some way, shape, or form, as he always does. Yeah. But Loki has come to him seeking his help about something else, and the book ends with them being um, uh, whisked basically. away. Yeah, because the rainbow bridge is yeah, yeah. yeah, because the rainbow bridge is also broken again. uh, But they can use the power somehow. Uh, Heimdall's still around. Heimdall's white in this though, Um, and uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, and then that's basically it. And they get off the and they get who are those dudes that are at the end, brother Beavis? It's the dude from the movie, Uh, like the executioner. It looks like Balder is one of them, and the executioner. Mm -hmm. Is the other Balder's the one with the headdress on his? Uh, okay. I, I don't know if Balder yeah. was in the. It was even in the, the, the movies or any of them. But uh, yeah, okay. uh, yeah, Executioner, and I think that was it. So yeah. So as a Thor, of, as a Thor aficionado, you know, what did you think of this book? Again, I, I, did, I mean, I don't know that much about it, but for me, it read. It took a little long to get through, and all that, you know. I the whatever stuff just gets on my nerves. This is probably why I never read the book to begin with. Right. Well, as far as like Thor and um, the mythological uh, characters and stuff, they they have thrown into it. I I just I do still like that. I because um, Thor. One of the things that attracted me to Thor was that it's so rich and um, 
mythology, like uh, basically, yeah, all, like all the uh, different gods that he has to come in contact with, and uh, uh, giants, and all the nine realms and stuff. It's a very rich world of uh, characters that uh, Walt Simonson basically put Thor on the map, but his run is pretty um, famous, and that's how I started. Mm. And so, uh, and they, mm. they still have that, like we've said before, they, the artwork is kind of garbage, I didn't really care for that. Uh, but um, mm. as far as the story, it was a little goofy at times, a little more goofy than I would prefer. I like a little more seriousness with my Thor sometimes, uh, for the most part. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, humor is fine, but you know they were. It was very tongue in cheek and a lot of this stuff. But uh, mm. uh, so it was. I would yeah. give it like so a. While you guys were, C+. were talking about it, it, was, it, I was okay. trying yeah. to get. I was looking, poking around, trying to see what the art looked like, and I found a site that that has some mm. reviews posted. And I think it's funny. So uh, I just want to read you a couple, and I'm not going to attribute. But the most recent review, and the one that shows up at the top, gives it a 10 out of 10. And it says, this is as good a start as one will get, and the the art alone is very much worth it. That is the opening line. Oh, God. The one at the bottom gives it a 4 out of 10. There was nothing in this issue that made me want to urgently (laughs) run to the comic shop and get the next issue. (laughs) However, the story is number 5 with what appears to be a cyberpunk Mr. Miyagi Wolverine may be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's... that's yeah. where we were getting to about the love part, you know. So the story goes through its regular part, and then it does this leap ahead. Like, all right, we're gonna tease something that's gonna happen in Wolver- in Thor number five, and as Thor is yeah. Thor is now the All Father, and uh, Jane Foster yeah. is uh, Mother Earth. Uh, uh, essentially, they've gone through this extra story. So he's yeah. the All Father. Uh, she's Mother Earth. She's dying, and um, as she's making her way, and she is, has died and left. Um, as they're trying to put his his children that he has, and I don't know if they're children that he has with Jane Foster or whatever, um, or no, they're they no, call him grandfather. Yeah. So. Well, what what happened? What happened was he uh, Earth was barren. The humanity was basically dead, and through Asgardian magic, he basically brought uh, the race back. He made an Adam and Eve, but he named them Steve and Jane. It's not even Jane Foster. It's just a woman that mm. they created, and mm. she's named Jane. And so these are their children. Mm. The truck, they're, okay. they're gonna repopulate the earth. Yeah, yeah so there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And on top of that, thank you. On top of that, at the end, it is this reveal at the end as he's uh, coming, as flying through the ends of the universe, and he gets knocked down. And basically, yes, there's a Wolverine character oh, like, "Hey, bub, gosh. welcome to the end of time. Ugh. Hope you brought some beer." Ugh. And he looks yeah. like he has the Phoenix effect. Um, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a total Iron moment. There, there's Iron one more review I do want to drop on you guys. Because yeah, it was. It's, it's the comic felt like a story of Thor going through the motions to hunt down a series of MacGuffins. No, I did not. So apparently, a big fan of MacGuffin hunts. So mm. all right, go MacGuffins. Exactly. Yeah. Well. <laughs> And there is definitely a lot of um, uh, similarities, of, especially with the dialogue in the main portion of the book, to the uh, uh, the Ragnarok version of Thor. Uh, right. It's very kind of quippy, jokey. Uh, it, it, 
And again, I'm not saying that is a bad thing because no. you know that, uh, I like that version, but it's also very much of a, a tie-in to the books, you know, to the movie as well. So, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of thumbs in the middle because again, it's Thor. Uh, I'm trying to treat Thor almost as like Hulk stories, even though I like that Hulk book we read last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like it, it. Eventually, it is still Thor. He's still so super powerful; it becomes very difficult to find things and people that yeah. can hurt him. Yeah. So. You know, it just doesn't. You know, it doesn't really do much yeah. for me overall. But I mean, it, it wasn't a terrible book. I, I've read. Yeah, I know. I've read worse books. I've read worse books. Uh, you might get me into my hate a little bit into this next one. Although, again, I, I didn't hate it too much. So usually we go with a throwback Thursday for uh, an X Men book and story, or whatever. This week we go. It's kind of a throwback because we only reviewed issue one of X Men Red. As the X Men books have gotten their head on the refresh or restart or whatever, we reviewed X Men Blue and Gold. We're going to come back to Gold here as Kitty and Colossus are going to get married. Blue, we left that on the side of the road um, because <laughs> it is I don't know what the hell they're doing in Blue anymore. And then uh, X Men Red came out with the return of Jean Grey. We did that uh, with the rise of the Phoenix. Uh, um, short story as well um, and so now she's back and we reviewed issue one and it was essentially she was doing her bit of Charles Xavier but you know basically we got to bring everybody together she goes to appeal and to the UN and, and then somebody gets killed right there in front of them and they get blamed for it and that's really starts the story of moving on so they wind up in Wakanda seeking refuge from T'Challa uh, the team is there, and there's also a mutant there that um, I can't remember what his name is. Um, uh, golly, what's the what's the black dude's name Gentle. that can't use his power? Hurt people. Gentle. Uh, yeah, his name is Gentle. And so basically, the story is leading up to this point. This is a Cassandra Nova story. And uh, spoiler alert. Oh yeah, spoiler alert. Uh, it's a Cassandra Nova story who has come into this. And basically, it's a Cassandra Nova slash Facebook slash Cambridge Analytical slash political kind of time story right now, Russian hack um, story of collusion, basically. Hmm. And yeah. so the short version of that is that Cassandra Nova has taken over Forge's brain and body or whatever somehow, and she has gotten him to create these things called Sentinites. They're like nanite sentinels that they've implanted inside people's brains, and those sentinites make people hate uh, mutants. They plant these things, and again, it's just like the thing with the election, essentially telling that story that you know they played on their versions of hate, and it's turning everybody into hating mutants. And that's basically the story that's leading up to that, where you have this full team now that you have now we have two versions of storm because in x-men gold she's yeah, thor that's right and then in this one she's just regular ass storm uh and then other additions to the team is gambit who we last saw an astonishing x-men but he's also on this team as well and then it's populated by other Nightcrawler. characters that you know he's you also on yeah you nightcrawler know, but then you, there's other characters yeah like yeah gentle yeah. But there's characters like Gentle and then Trinary, who I think is might have just been introduced in this these books. I don't really know. And then there's X-23, Wolverine, and then Honey Badger, who I just learned that that's her sister. I don't know what the parentage is. I don't know who smashed. It's all I don't know They're any all of that kind of stuff and what tube no they smashing. were created in. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so more than likely, yeah. no smashing, tube smashing, tube smashing. So um, <laughs> that's there. That's that's the basic background of the story. And in this version of that story, is that they've taken over a sentinel, and they're taking that sentinel to. Uh, uh, they needed the, they needed Namor's help, so now Namor's in the book too. Uh, basically, you know, they're trying to discover this plot as to why. Um, everybody hates the mutants and they figure this out with T'Challa because Storm had gotten hit with the Sentinite and um, they had to take it out of her medulla oblongata or whatever and I, <laughs> I mean look again there's so many people that I know and respect on the Twitters and whatnot. they're like oh that book is so good this that and the other we reviewed the first one and was like mm, I don't know about this so I, I felt the need to go back and read it and add it to our list because I, maybe I'm seeing something or I read something or they're seeing something that I'm just completely blind on. And I'm not opposed to changing my opinion about certain things. Brother Beavis, yeah, what did I you think, think of uh, the book? You hit on a lot of problems for me. Like I think it's one thing to sort of echo real-life events, but when you just like totally ape it and sort of, uh, and sort of run the risk of becoming <laughs> just a political yeah. commentary... You know that's fine, but I don't I don't want yeah. that in my comic. You know, uh, and I think the the, the fact that huh, yeah. the, even the recognizable characters they have on the team are unrecognizable because they're completely different in other stories is a problem. And and then you've got right. all these new characters like mm-hmm. really kind of '90s esque weird characters wedged on the team. And it's got like fifty yeah. percent more Wolverine than most books. I mean, it's just just the composition of the team, the, <laughs> the, the quote unquote realness of the story, <laughs> and then you get to the fact that like, what is it? So they're creating a mutant sovereign nation under the auspices of an on again, off again villain. Mm. Oh, where have we heard that before? So now Namor. Yeah. Yeah. Namor is Magneto, yeah. and uh, whatever they're going to call this underwater bubble yep. is Genosha, and we've already been told that story. And mm-hmm. and, and and I gotta say, yeah. and I mentioned this on the exactly. on the text chain today, Jean's costume is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Um, she's got <laughs> headgear. <laughs> she's got fingerless yeah. gloves. She's got knee-high boots. Her boobs are ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> She's got shoulder pads. Yeah. Shoulder oh, pads. Shoulder pads, yeah. yeah. It's like they tried, tried to take the, yeah, the 90s costume and redo it with some kind of future edge on and, it. It does look ridiculous. They, they've made this attempt to make this so right. real, so relevant. Jean jumps right back into the fort. And what does she do to enhance her credibility? She wears the most ridiculous thing that anyone has ever mm. worn in a comic book ever. That's probably not exactly true, but her costume mm-hmm. sucks. I won't call it butt cheeks because I think that would be unfair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Yes, yeah, the butt cheeks. Yeah. We. Uh, the funny part of that is too, as you say that is, you know, as I'm reading through the back of the books before or the other issues, it's like, man, she was really essentially doing this shit, looking like Sandra Bullock for the most part, in yeah. like a capri pants and sweaters. And I'm like, okay, yeah, right. so why does she need to? Why did she need to put on a costume and a uniform? Because yeah. it, it yeah. was perfectly fine still doing her power. She didn't really need the uniform. And then they put the her in, and it does look ridiculous. Where says, so where she thinks, I should say, protect them, my X Men. I was like, really, really, yeah. yeah. 
Because oh, <laughs> oh, Storm and Nightcrawler yeah, I mean, and I mean, Gentle going down the same road as Cyclops. My, my. <laughs> I ain't sure yeah. X Men. Yeah, my, I ain't sure my. Yeah, <laughs> you people, X Men, you mutants yeah. are all nice. What you mean? We need to have a meeting, y'all. Um, I, yeah, Sam. Yeah, we need to have a meeting, y'all. What, Sam? What did you think of the book? Uh, I understand what like uh, you said earlier. I think before we started, it's like I can, in principle, I understand what they're trying to do, but they're yeah, they're just repeating the uh, what was the yeah the arc with Genosha with Magneto and the sovereign nation for mutants and mm. yeah, how did that end up? This is going to end up the same damn way. Some kind of ridiculous freaking tragedy. And it's going to be pointless at the end. And it's like, yeah, they're just repeating what they did before. So That's a good like, segue, yeah. though, because, like, our next just, one of our I upcoming throwback stories is the the Genosha thing. So it actually works out nicely. Right. 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 Yeah. Which, you yeah. know, I mean, yeah. I, I thought that story was pretty good. But, I mean, this is this has got too many elements. And, of course, we have the 2018 cherry right the- on the top. We have the post-credits trailer. Which is a flash into the future, mm. and somehow everyone's wearing the same costumes. Of yeah. uh, of Twenty course. years from now, uh, yeah, 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 I noticed that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know. And again, you need me to give into my hate. Yes. I understand exactly what you're trying <laughs> to say to me. Hate. Yes, I, I understand. No, I, my biggest issue with the book. It, one is my biggest issue is people are like, oh, it's so hype. No, it definitely isn't. Um, <laughs> and I, did anybody notice the dude when they were uh, in yeah. whatever country they went to go save or whatever? And oh. the, the alien, the the one dude that's protecting yeah. his family that yeah. he did the ear flap out things like the original yeah, Jurassic yeah. Park. I'm like, nigga, please. <laughs> All right. So um, beyond that, uh, I just. I, I, <sighs> I just don't understand. I just don't understand essentially the purpose of this book. Uh, basically, I, I, I've said on here uh, probably since we started this, like the idea that the X Men are still fighting this battle that people hate them because they have powers and a world with superheroes and Inhumans. It just is mm-hmm. so played out. It's so played out. Like, can't they just have regular people that hate them? They want to kill them for whatever reason. Like, just doing this over and over again. It's just pointless. And I will say it until the end of time in Immortal. Characters like Honey Badger, and I'll take X-23, but characters like Honey Badger, Trinary, Gentle, or whatever, they're just fodder. They're just fodder. There's nothing to those characters anywhere at all. And... I understand, like, you want to have more diverse characters or whatever. That's great. You should have left X-23 there. She was a fairly yeah. popular character. You didn't need mm-hmm. to bring a little X-23 along. Uh, I mean, what? nothing ruins mm-hmm. things more than kids, man. I'm not talking about my kids personally, <laughs> but nothing ruins movies, comics, and other things like little kids. You know, it's fucking Oliver from Brady Bunch, man. Yeah. The, the Honey Badger is Oliver. It's like it yeah. wasn't necessary. It's not needed. And then you're putting that character in there for what? It's just, it's just, it's excessive and it's pointless. So yeah, yeah. there's that. But, but I get it. I like, I, I get, I get what they're trying to do. But I think I would have gotten this better if they had done what they did for Plastic Man. Like this is one issue of six. 
and you tell this story in six issues, I'm perfectly fine with it because it's ending next month as it's only on number five. But it's not because X-Men Red oh. Annual just came out as well. So this shit is probably getting somewhere between... Oh, I can't even think about clicking that link. Well, this book is... <laughs> yeah, so this book is somewhere getting close to probably, you know... It'll probably last eight to 12 issues. That'd probably be my guess. You know, um, I don't know that it's selling well or it's not selling well or not. But, I mean, where are you going to go? Again, you already have two X-Men books full of characters that you're already crossing over between the books. And you haven't placed Gene back into the main, you know, whatever yet. So, uh, right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just ready. I, I don't know. I, again, I didn't hate it. Like, not at all. I did not hate it as much as I thought I would. I thought it was they're an all about, adequate average book. They're all it's about better unity. than X-Men Blue. So the first thing they do is split into three teams. Mm, yeah. And half of them, and half of them are yeah. on two teams. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. And, and, and half the teams are full of characters. I don't even know who the hell they are. So, I mean, yeah. I have, no, I have and, no emotional attachment at all, so I could care less. Uh, they got to stop doing that. Right. Yeah, and it's just a short term. It's a short term gain. That's basically it. Like, oh, let's tell this little story, or whatever. It'll be cute to have Honey Badger in the end, and let's let's. And it'll be cute to put, you know, flowers and rainbows on a sentinel that Trinary is controlling because that'll be cute because she's a little girl and she's Honey Badger and. No, you know what I mean. Like, it's just, it, I just don't get it, and I think it's just because I'm not. You know, we keep saying this thing, which is a lie. Like, oh well, you know, these these no, books are made for kids. Not. No, they're not. They're, yeah, it's not fucking five dollars. It's, not, it's not, five not, six dollars a book. No kids not. can't afford it. No kids can't afford this. <laughs> yeah. These books are made for people that have been reading them for however many years. And so, you know, in a sense, I don't. This is not, you know, SJW stuff. This is like, oh well, I don't think newer readers as they try to attract them i don't think newer readers can handle like continuity and um uh like telling like stories over a long period of time because they got short attention spans that may or may not be true but you could tell a good story in six issues you could do that Mm -hmm. you know if you put your mind to it stop trying to like you know tell us it's going to be or it needs to be something more than it is you know Uh, so yeah and you you didn't awaken the full hate monster with x-men red but I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would, but it wasn't like good either. Let's, I mean, let's not pretend that it's it was like a great book or anything like that. So, bleh. all right, yeah. that's it. <laughs> Pretty much. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, all right, I'm done. All right. Okay. So, we're your thumbs down uh, on X Men Red and so, Brother yes. Beavis. Okay, uh, Sandman, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumb in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more down than in the middle. I didn't necessarily hate it, but yeah, it's nah. I'm, I didn't really love it either. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm probably closer to in the middle for this. Um, just it is what it is. So okay, all right. So that concludes that version of the Marvel hacks as we get through the books. Uh, real th- quick to throw it out there to y'all, did y'all see the first two episodes of Cloak and Dagger? I have not. I I downloaded them. I haven't had the chance to watch them yet. But probably tomorrow. No, I don't know that I have. Brother Beavis. Free form. Okay. Um. Was it watchable? Uh, okay. First of all, <laughs> we might not have the station. 
just before, I mean, and, and not spoiling anything or whatever. Uh, basically, it's I, you know, the first two episodes. It was a little slow to start for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and not that I have any real loyalty to the to the canon stories of Cloak and Dagger, but it takes some leap of faith uh, to say the least. Um, and y'all know how I feel about teenage heroes or whatever too. So, um, there's some underlying, I think, racial stuff that they may or may not deal with. Hopefully, moving forward, um, I hope that they do deal with it because if they don't, whenever I get on a chance to talk about it, I'm just gonna make fun of it all the way through. Um, and uh, but uh, you know, it's it's not terrible. It's not terrible. So uh, I, I I would definitely I'm definitely going to watch episode three. I think it came on I think last night or it comes on tonight or something like that. So I'm definitely going to you know kind of follow it through. Hopefully it's not too much further than eight or nine episodes. I hope it's not right. like 12 or 13. It's going to suffer worse uh, than like uh, the Netflix shows do because I, I just don't think there's 13 hours of programming there. So, okay. Right. And then next week we get Luke Cage back, uh, season yeah. two for Luke Cage. So kind of looking forward to that. The trailer looks decent. Um, uh, it sounds like from everything I read, they understand the problems that they had with the second half of the season. Like, I don't think they, I don't think that they were unaware that the second half of that season really sucked. Uh, so hopefully <laughs> they're able to fix some version of that. It was, holy cow, show, it was really bad. Learned all their lessons. Yeah, they didn't learn all their lessons. Well, uh, I, I, it's what sucks is that I saw that her her arm comes from Rand Tech instead of Stark Tech, which would have been a nice throwback or whatever, or at least maybe from Wakanda or something. I'm like, oh, of course it's Iron Fist. He sucks. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Nothing good could come from that. So all right, so that starts to wrap up the Marvel Hacks season three, episode five. Uh, we wind up going through, actually, next week will be our final episode for season six. What, season and then we'll take three, a little hiatus, and then we'll come back, you know, in the latter parts of the summer. Season three, sorry. Season three, episode right. six will be the last episode for that particular season. And before we take a little break for the refresh, as some of the newer books will come out, and then we'll come right back to it probably in about, you know, probably three or four weeks. Depending on how many episodes of Game of Thrones we have to do. Anyway, all right. So uh, remember, you'll be able to find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, uh, any and all of your favorite podcasting and streaming apps. Just search at Brothers Comics. Um, remember, you'll be able to find me, the producer, at Brothers Comics on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitters. Uh, Sandman, where can they find you? You can always find me on Sandman415 on the Twitters and don't even bother with the Facebook. Just hit me up on the Twitter. I'm always around. Yeah, it's probably best. Yeah, it's probably best, man. And uh, Brother Beaver, Brother Beaver is always unknown. in the ether. If you got a question, just hit me up. Oh, from parts unknown, if he is the missing <laughs> link. That was podcast. So as the yeah, <laughs> man, full of wrestling references tonight. So as uh, yeah. So as the X-Men, the animated series begins to play us out, uh, Sandman, say goodnight. Sayonara, fellow mutants. We will see you on the next episode. Nice. And Brother Beaver, say goodnight. All right, guys. Let's take it easy. Peace.